This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 and how is everybody? Did you manage to survive the storm last night or did you just sleep through the whole thing? It's Jackie here, 12.30 The Women's Company with 12.30 TWC Business Beat Radio, broadcasting here live from London, South East London in Penge with Love to Beat Radio and also we're out on air with Mint Wave Radio as well. So, great show for you today. I only have one guest, which is unusual, and she will be coming in round about half two, but I'm not going to tell you about her just yet um we can find out some more so let me give you a little bit of news and information about 1230 the women's company those of you uh regular listeners will know uh, new people listening in and welcome to you too this is a weekly show two till four every monday not bank holidays i don't do um you have a break then And I bring you the most amazing guests who are inspiring, informative and expertise and specialists in their particular subjects. So generally they're business women, but occasionally we have business men as well because it's all about added value. And they are sprinkled in with some music. Now, just now we have Sister Sledge with thinking of you and those of you who are regular listeners will know that I like to do a shout out for everybody across the world who's having a particularly tough time at the moment and my goodness are there a lot at the moment so we're all thinking of you and before that was happy birthday with Stevie Wonder whose birthday is it today nobody let me know I know there's a few famous stars whose birthday it is today but if you've got a birthday coming up on a Monday or either side of it do give me a shout you'll find my contact details on our website which is www.1230.co.uk you'll find my contact details there if you want to contact me through social media just type in my name Jackie Groundsell, that's J-A-C-K-I-E, Groundsell, G-R-O-U-N-D-S for sugar, E-double-L. I'm beginning to sound like our boss man, aren't we? The lovely Edwin Christie, who owns this amazing station, Love to Beat Radio, as I say, based here in Penge. So 12.30 The Women's Company is about supporting business women, and we have regular meetings mostly at lunchtime, hence the 12.30, but occasionally we spring out from there. And um, it's just to give you a little bit of information um, about 12.30. I'm just going to put the clock up because I lose track of time once I start matching. Bear with me a second while I do that. There we go. Okay, so it's 2.15 and three seconds. How about that? So, shout-outs for everybody who has a birthday. Happy birthday to you from Stevie Wonder and all of us here at Love to Beat Radio, based here in Penge. You will find 24-7 music and a variety of amazing programmes for you, which I always like to say that we're a locally-based station and show, but with global reach. So, our other shout-outs we have on Wednesday is our lunchtime meeting in Bromley and that is at Texas Jacks. Just have a look at the website, which I mentioned earlier, all the Ws, 1230.co.uk. And if you look at calendar, you'll find all the details there of all our events. And that, of course, includes the radio show and my guests who are coming up, you'll be able to see on there as well. We now have an additional podcast site. So all these shows are recorded. All these radio shows are recorded for me and they go out in podcast a week later so you'll find this show next week next friday on our website under podcasts but you'll also find on our birds of sorry (laughs) birds on the blog you'll find that we've now got our podcast there as well so you've got a whole variety of places where you can catch up on the news with the show itself 
so what else have we got for you? Wednesday, as I say, is our lunchtime meeting in Bromley. That starts at 12.30. Uh, the food there is amazing as well as the company that you keep and the inspiration that you get from everybody else who's there. And the host is a lovely Peggy McSweeney who chairs the meeting for us. But I'll be there this Wednesday as well, so um, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. Another shout-out is for our handyman and can-do can person, John Parker. He is found on 07956 119243. I know at the moment he's building a bathroom. Um, so, as I say, you name it, he'll do it for you um, at JP Property Care. Now, what else do we have for you? Um, we have our online meetings, which are on the second Wednesday of each month. Actually, the website, I have to confess, the website needs a little bit of an update, so um, don't look for it at the moment because it's not there, but it will be soon. Uh, we also have meetings in Bexley and Sinkup, Thanet, Orpington and East Dulwich, and um, they've all got their own hosts. So Bexley and Sinkup is the lovely Tina Brown, Thanet is Cat Webb and um, Orpington is Sabina Severina Todorova and also East Dulwich is Dana Chapman. So do have a look on the website to find out more about them and also about the websites. Next week on the radio show, we've got Caroline Wardle. Now, Caroline Wardle has a business called um, Bamboo Wardrobe. As you might guess, it's about clothes made of bamboo, which are the coolest things going, aren't they? Um, and we have Jean Ponodo, who is a finance expert. Now, Jean will be coming to us on a fairly regular basis with lots of hot tips on how we can manage our finances, pensions, um, you name it, she'll be able to tell us about it. On the 16th of October... Well, on the 18th of October, it's actually menopause day, but the 16th of October is the Monday nearest, and the whole programme will be devoted to our menopause gang, our hot stuff, who will all be there and be able to talk to us. Uh, so do, if you've got any questions about anything really, but if you've got any questions particularly about the menopause, if you're having a particularly tough time or it hasn't hit you yet and you want to know a bit more, do send in your questions to me I'm on whatsapp as well as obviously all the socials and my email address is jbrownsell at 1230.co.uk um, and then our very special day that's coming up in November is the 1230 TWC Action Day Expo so there'll be stands there and an array of the most amazing speakers this is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. And welcome back into the studio. So that was a nice little bit of Bob Marley and reggae to get us in the mood for our next, well, for our first guest, our only guest today. And she is Sonia Williams. Sonia, can you hear me? Okay. I can. Excellent. Now, I'm apologising if I haven't said your name correctly. Would you like to introduce yourself and make sure that I've got it right, please? <laughs> sure thing. So I'm Sanaya Williams, um, originally from America, but I live in London right now, and I've been living out of the U.S. since 2015. Um, my business is the CEO partner, and essentially what we do is we partner with small to medium-sized business, business owners, solo entrepreneurs, to really help them streamline and scale their businesses so that they have more time and freedom to actually do what they really started a business for, which is like, have fun, to create, leave a legacy behind, things like that. That's why I enjoy working with our clients. So how did you start with this? What's your background? So I said that one more time, you're breaking up a bit. Sorry. What, what's your background, um, Sanaya? I mean, I know that you're uh, a married lady. You've got one, two children, is it? How My many? background. 
Yeah, my How background. How did you come so, to do your business that you've got now? Yeah. So I started out um I started out in banking. So my I went to school for computer information systems and global business. And from there I've had I fell into many different careers. I was a project manager at a telecom company in the US. I did some web development work for a publishing company. But I found my long-term stay, I guess, in a career in banking, and that was inside business process management. And essentially what I did there was help design a lot of different back office processes and train teams on how to use them. And from there, I knew that I was traveling way too much in that career. And I knew that when I wanted to have kids, I wanted to be home with them. So I was raised by a single mom, and so it was just me and her. So she worked two jobs to provide for me. And I knew that I didn't want to have my kids go through that experience. I wanted to be home with them. And I couldn't do that. I didn't have kids at the time when I thought about this. But I knew I couldn't do that with the career that I had because I was traveling like three to- three weeks out of a month. Gosh. So I had to figure out what could I do, like what skill did I have that I could do to create a business or have a different career. And I fell into working with entrepreneurs and helping them take the day-to-day of what they do in their business out of their head and put it on paper so that they can see a repeatable result. And from there, um, I started my business in 2011. From there, I started working with a bunch of different six- and seven-figure online business owners, helping them launch, create different products. And the business kind of grew from there. Like that, we still have we have a lot of clients that are with us three, five, six years. I have a team right now. We have product manager, technology manager, project managers. So I have a team of six, including myself. And yeah, we hold a handful of active projects between like eight and ten, where we help them create different products, put different systems in place, so that they can create repeatable revenue online. Wow, that's amazing. Well done, you. Well done, you. <laughs> it's been a long journey, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, now, um, talk, I know you've got some um, exciting products that you're going to tell us about in a moment, but um, in the planning that you had there, you were planning for something that would accommodate a family and everything. So tell us about your family now. What, do, you, do you have children now? What's, what's the situation there? Yeah, yeah. So initially, like I said, when I wanted to be home with kids, I didn't have them. Mm. That was 2010. Um, And so right now I have a five-year-old little girl. She just turned five in July. And I have uh, Mia, who's six. She'll be seven in October. So they're 22 months apart. Um, And we live in in London. We live outside London. And I'm married. I have a husband for how long? Seven years now. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I get to really everything I wanted to do then that I guess my mother couldn't do because of her circumstances, I'm able yeah. to do. So it's like I have the autonomy to take my kids to school in the morning and then come back home and work, pick them up from school, go to their activities, go to their plays and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. Um, th- and that's like for me, that's why I am in my have my own business and why I want to do the work that I do because it allows me to provide for my family financially, but also I'm there to be with the girls as well. Mm. It sounds brilliant. I mean, it sounds idyllic and it's really what you've created for yourself is what in turn you're helping your clients to build, isn't it? That sort of um, independent structure, if you like, and and the ability to be able to, as you say, uh, get involved not only in the school run, but also the extra curricular that girls have, have got yes and they have a ton <laughs> they're very sporting so they love love all what today i think they're playing football are they <laughs> ray i like to hear that football <laughs> yeah they're very sporty so it, it's fun um, i i can say I, I feel lucky that i i'm able to do that um mm. because my husband works in a traditional career so he works in product management and the financial industry and so I watch him. He leaves the house before 7.30. He's home, like, late, 7, 8 o'clock at night sometimes. And so if I were in a co- co- traditional career, the kids, we would have to have somebody else take care of them. And I knew there's nothing wrong with that. But I knew for myself, I didn't want that. So it's like I get to be home, do homework with them, 
Yeah. I've shuttled them around from activities and play dates and stuff like that. But I still have my own like self. Like I feel like that's something women lose as they become moms. It's like yeah. your new identity is mom, but yeah. I still get to do my own thing as well. Yeah. Oh, okay then. So doing your own thing. What's your favorite own thing? Oh, well, I just, uh, I, what I really love to do is bouldering. So like rock climbing. Um, I, yeah, I started doing that. I lived in Copenhagen for four years and one of my things is to keep active. (laughs) So I I like to be active in fun ways. Hmm. So I started doing this bouldering and then I actually got the girls into it. So they love to do it now. And sometimes it's like I take them with me, but then I don't get to go as much. So I need to sneak off and do my own thing sometimes. (laughs) So where do you go? So we go where we are. There's a place not too far from us in, uh, I would say, um, that we go to. Mm. And they have tons of different walls and different tracks for us to do. So, yeah, we love it. Oh, no, that's really interesting. So coming back no it is interesting because everybody's you know I sort of I don't know you well enough to to know what your favorite things are so I was half expecting you to say well actually I like to go and have a facial or you know something like that and you came out with this I love that as well I I, I love that too make a combination I I will definitely do a spa day anytime yeah 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 so but the the boulder thing that's really interesting I've not actually heard of it phrase like that so um yeah interesting oh um okay so you help not only have you got your structure as good as you can get it at the moment and obviously with technology um, and your expertise in that area um you're able to keep on top of that with your team and everything with your clients are you able i mean obviously you can't name names but are you able to say perhaps what's been the most interesting development that you've been able to help a client do for their business you're breaking up a little bit i can't hear the full question oh sorry um (laughs) i I don't think i'm moving i'm trying not to (laughs) um what's the most exciting development you've been able to help a client to do so far yeah so a good i guess case study i have is we have a client who we worked with for the last, probably going on three, four years, a little over three years now. And he has um, several different companies, but the one company that we help him with is where he's created a course called uh, Corporate Director Academy. And essentially his whole mission is to bring diversity to the corporate boardroom. Now he's, he's an expert at this because he's sat on like seven or eight different corporate boards. So he knows the process. Mm-hmm. And in his role on corporate boards as a, like a director, he helps bring on other directors. And then what happens is a lot of people were asking him, hey, how are you doing this? I would love to learn to become a corporate director. I want to make a change in an impact in my community. So he, I knew, I knew him through church. He used to be my former pastor when I was living in America. Mm-hmm. And basically I helped him create this. It's 15 modules, a long course, but the modules are short. Uh, so I helped him create a course. And what we do is we launch this course once a quarter. And what that has done for him result wise, it's created repeatable revenue every quarter that we launch this. And we it's right now because we've done it so many times. It's like clockwork. Yeah. We know we have like metrics. We have reports on what worked last time. And every time we launch, we improve it. So like, for example, this time we're launching it this year we're bringing in executive coaches because now we want to enhance the community and enhance other things. One thing I find a lot of um, entrepreneurs do or don't do is they're not tracking what's working and what's not working. So they don't know how to make it better the next time or they're trying to do everything at once when really you don't know what works if you're changing everything at the same time. No. So yeah, a lot of that, that's one case study I have. And I mean, he's, happy because we, we do it for him we take that full thing off his plate and all he has to do is show up once a quarter yeah. to launch the course and then every month there's a Q&A call sounds amazing it sounds amazing now you you said that um Sanaya that he's in America um yeah you are international aren't you you're you're across the globe in terms of your client base 
Yeah, so we have clients across the board. We've got clients in Ireland. We have a few in the UK. But because my base still is in America, that's where I built the company. That's why I started the company. Yeah. So a lot of my clients, about 70% of our clients are still over there. Um, because one thing for me is I built the business for the first nine, eight, nine years, strictly off referrals. Um, when I moved to the UK in 2015, I kind of had to build my network again. And then in 2016, we moved to Copenhagen for four years. So I built it. I had to rebuild my network. Um, cause I think what works for me is relationships, meeting in person. And that's how people get to understand what we do. Mm. And so as I moved, I, I brought the business along with me, but my majority of our clients are in the U S still. Um, but we do have clients all over. So, so Copenhagen, was that because your husband's job moved through period or, or you just thought, let's go to Copenhagen? No, Copenhagen was because my husband had never lived outside of the UK. Right. <laughs> and he wanted to work abroad. So for him, Copenhagen was abroad. For me, <laughs> it's abroad. But I was like, oh, it's only a two hour flight. I thought we were going somewhere further away. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a, it's a great city to live in. We, we loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So with all these, um, I, I understand what you're saying about the core of your business being in America, but how different country to country are the challenges that business people actually face? Are they, are they the same, but just in a different language or a different place or the business driven or, or what are the sort of challenges that different, being in different countries presents to the businesses? Yeah. Um, for me, the challenges business owners face are the same, right? Because every business, one, you need to figure out how to generate leads consistently. You need mm. to be able to in give them an invitation to invite them in to work with you. You need to be able to sell and close and fulfill on your product. Those are the core things that every business needs to know how to do mm. to put, be successful. Now, what I found in having clients all over the place there is difference in culture and there is difference in spending and how people spend. Oh. So, for example, in America, I think, and this is my own interpretation, but I feel the reason why debt is so high in America is people just spend. Like, it's easy, just, hey, yes, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. And it's not, they have a, a lower risk tolerance than in the UK or in Europe. A lot of the clients that I have over here it's a little bit, our selling process is a little bit different. It's a longer process. Whereas in America, I know that if someone joins my list, and this is because we're really good at looking at our metrics and our numbers. If someone joins my list and they attend a few webinars, we have conversations, I probably need about three to four touch points before I would get them on the phone call and be able to have a conversation and see if we're right fit to work together. Mm. Whereas over here, it's a longer process. It may be nine months to a year before I then get someone on the phone. But for me, that all comes down to having process and systems in place so that I'm able to continuously nurture them and touch them and they can see how we do business and they can know, like, and trust us. And, and, and we remain top of mind when they do our services. That's really interesting, isn't it? The, the, um, how risk averse as a country, we are over here, as, as you say, it, uh, by comparison to America. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, really, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because that's, from what you're saying, that's mm, more, than, more than twice, isn't it? The amount of time with uh, an average client in America, potentially. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, longer, bu it's, um, a longer buying process. So if you're working internationally, I would say don't get deterred by um, the sales process not being the same in every country because that's actually good. It allows you to customize how you work with people and how you nurture them along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really interesting. So, okay, so let's leap in with AI. What part does that play in your business? Does it play any part at all? So. You're asking how does AI play into any part of our work, right? Yeah. Okay. AI, yes. So I love it. And I feel it's something that everybody is going to have to 
um, I don't want to say love, but they're going to have to learn to figure out how to incorporate it into their lives, into their businesses, because it's here and it's not, it's not going away. Right. Um, for us, we use it quite a bit in our work. Mm. Uh, we use it to help fulfill on some of the strategies that we create. So one thing I, I love about AI, it doesn't take away the person. So I think a lot of people are afraid to incorporate it because they feel it's going to take away their job or it's going to take away their role in their working with their clients, which is not true because as a bit, as a service provider, you're still the one that has the strategy. You're still the one that has to execute on the strategy. Yeah. Now we use, say for example, ChatGPT or Bard, one of the more copywriting ones, mm. we would type in a prompt that has our strategy in it. ChatGPT is not going to come up with strategy. You're going to be the one to have to come up with that strategy and make these AI tools be the worker bee, right? Instead of you having to actually do all the groundwork and all that. Yeah. You do the strategy, you put it in there, and it will give you an email that then you can, you know, it's a starting place. It's not the final thing. It's never a copy and paste from these AI tools, but it's a great start. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we do use it, and we're trying to figure out other ways to use it. So, for example, in our um, platform right now, we have a training platform, and in there we're developing a AI kind of concierge. So say you come in, and one thing you want to work on is your sales. You want to figure out how to create better sales processes. What I want this tool that we're building to do is you ask it a couple questions and say what you're focusing on, and then it will give you these like five different options of systems that you can then use. Mm. Right. So again, you're coming to it with, Hey, I, I have this problem and it's going to then give you a solution. Interesting. Interesting. It's very difficult. I find on the, uh, I mean, I do, I use um, cat GDP as you've said, but in obviously in very different ways to yourself, but it's very difficult to know, is it he, she, or it? <laughs> because it's so civil. You know, yeah. you sort of, um, I will say thank you very much, or, or brilliant, or whatever they've <laughs> actually provided me with, because I like to be civil as well. And then it'll come back with, you're well, well, you know, you're welcome, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's really, it's really amazing um, yeah. to think. Uh, but uh, as you've said, at the core of all that is human control. And I think from what I've been talking to other people, um, some people are actually quite scared of it, the concept as such. But I think from talking to others, what they've said, and I would, you know, it, it's sort of exciting, 80% and 20% a bit scary um, because perhaps it depends who's in control of that 20%. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I fully agree with you. It can be scary because I forget there was a story I was reading somewhere and the chat GBT came back with like some really outlandish response to the guy. I got to find the story. I'll find it and send it to you. Yeah. But the outcome was he was getting really personal with this AI oh. <laughs> and using it, like not using it. So for us, we would use it for business purposes. Yeah. But Apparently, this guy was using it for other purposes, and ChatGBT gave him a really outlandish response. And that's <laughs> scary because I guess when you get too personal with it, what's happening? Well, taking a step back, every time you use it, you're training it. Yes. So, for example, we've got multiple channels. Like every one of our clients has a channel inside our ChatGBT yeah. so that we can train it to the strategy and the thinking of each client. Right. And if you're doing that the right way, then what you're going to get back is responses that are going to make your life and your work better and easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I get people being scared of it, but I guess I, it comes down to how are you actually using it? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And, 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 and all I'm finding is success stories. Um, people using mm -hmm. it, people actually develop a, a business off the back of it. Um, and um, we've got um, a speaker who's coming up at our event in November, um, Christina Moyle, and she has got a business called Funky Media. I don't know if it's something that you might have come across at some point. 
and she's developed a section of it which is all AI and she's built this platform and and is developing on that um, which is all very exciting so it's in many ways it's a bit like you with your strategies and your systems that you've been building for your clients but in a different way so I know that you've got um, something uh, that you've actually got for helping people to build better business systems. So would you like to tell us a bit about the workshop that you've got coming up about that? Yeah, definitely. So we have we do a workshop called Better Business Systems. We actually have one on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially this workshop is to help solopreneurs really become more productive. It helps them the way I teach it is we go through a checklist of things so we can figure out where you are on your chaos indicators, but I like to call it. So we go through and we take this quiz together and on the workshop, after you get your result, you figure out if you're at chaos or if you're at cash. And if, sorry, there, I didn't get that. If you're a what? Or what? Oh, it's called the chaos indicator. Right. And through the questions that I, I, we work through on the workshop, you figure out where on the indicator you lie. Mm-hmm. And so you can lie at chaos. So one end is chaos. One end is cash. Ah. And what I like to say is even if you're at the cash end, which means you have some systems in place, you may have things working smoothly. We want to get you over the cash side so that when life happens, you have some wiggle room um, and you're not going completely to the chaos side. Because for a business owner, if you're in chaos, you don't have predictability in your revenue. You are probably struggling to generate leads. And then that means that you're not really closing or creating revenue in your business. So we want to make sure that uh, you're as far over the cash side as you can be for mm. as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And so on our workshop, we work through that and help you identify where you are and kind of what your next best step is so that you can get the things in place to get the business working for you. Um, Another thing that we talk about on that workshop is breaking the feast or famine revenue cycle. So we identify the six parts of the cycle and work towards helping the people that attend to break that, break out of that cycle. And, and you said that's on Wednesday. What time is that on Sanaya? Yeah. So it's Wednesday I'm trying a different time, but this time okay. it's Wednesday at 9 p.m. GMT. Right. Um, oh. If you go to the CEOpartner.com, you're able to see and register there. I think there should be a pop-up that comes up on the page so that you're able to um, attend that session. Excellent. That's and then a- if you can't attend live, we send out the replay as well. Oh, that's great. That's great. I think I'm going to be there. Um, <laughs> uh, just keep an eye on the time and conscious of uh, the fact that not too far away we'll be crashing into our adverts for five minutes, which gives everybody the opportunity to dash off to the loo or put the kettle on or whatever you actually need to do, and that includes you as well, obviously, Sanai. So um, have a rest. With all, with, as you say, you've just landed and you don't know what time zone it is, etc. Um, so just before we actually hit on the adverts, would you like to let everybody know how they're actually going to get in touch with you? You touched very briefly on that workshop, but if you can uh, reiterate your contact points and how they can find out more about you. Yeah, so I guess you, you can stay in touch with me on I'm Sanaya Williams on LinkedIn. I post quite a bit there, a bunch of different resources and articles. And then on our website, theceopartner.com, you can connect with me there as well. We post articles. There's tons of resources on there, videos, and whenever we have something coming up, we post it on our website. Excellent. And um, and you're you're on LinkedIn. You say are you on the other socials or just you focus on? LinkedIn? I am. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. All under Tania Williams, or, or even the the CEO partner as well. You can find me there. Excellent. And and your first name is is something that I've never come across before. So would you mind, which is nice, it's unusual. Um, so if you'd like to spell that for us and um, people give people yeah, a better idea. Yeah, it's S-O-N-A-Y-A. And that's S-O-N as in Nancy, A-Y-A.
12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes, for and from business women on all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. And welcome back into the studio and I hope you enjoyed that little bit of Coldplay. One of my guests the other week, when I couldn't find the right playlist, had chosen that, and I can't for the life of me think who it was, but um, I hope you enjoyed it. So just to remind you that my special guest today is Sonia Williams, and, and Sonia is now on the line with us again. So um, I'm hoping that you can hear us again okay. I can. Sounds, sounds good. Excellent, excellent. Now, we touched on earlier the fact that you are a married lady, um, to to um, a guy who had never been outside the UK till he met you, and, um, and you've got two girls, and you're running the most awesome business. What challenges do you actually have in all that? Yeah, so there are challenges. <laughs> there are always challenges. I think for me, my biggest challenge is. I'm, I have to try really hard to be present with the girls when I'm with them and not be thinking about work or feel Good guilty. Point. Good point. Mm. <laughs> feel guilty that I'm not working, uh, especially because, you know, they get out of school sometimes early. So, well, uh, what's early? They get out of school sometimes by 3.45. Yeah. And technically that's still in the working day. Yeah. But you know, they're my first priority. So I need to, I have what I've been doing a lot of working on is not being, feeling guilty when I'm with them and trying to be really present. So I've had to put some things in place in business so that when that time comes that I pick them up, I'm not interrupted or I'm not sitting on my phone and I'm really spending quality time with them. I think that's one of the biggest things for me that has been a challenge that I've continuously worked on. Yeah, I, I can see that because I suppose we all think we're in business and we're available 24-7 and we've got so many means of communication. If it's not WhatsApp, yeah. it's Messenger, it's um, LinkedIn and, and all sorts of other different means. And the phone, of course. Um, <laughs> um, and the people at the end of all those things are completely unknown. Yes, okay, they may know that you've got a family, but they don't know you know, that they've got what's in their mind that they need to perhaps offload or ask you for it to answer, you know, a question or something. Um, so, yeah, well done on you on managing that. Do you, do you turn stuff off or what happens? How does it work? Yeah, so for me, I use the focus mode. So I have an iPhone and on the iPhone you can have focus mode. Mm. So while I'm working, it's on work focus from like, I think, 10 to 3. And only certain people, <laughs> only certain people, uh, the calls come through, the messages come through, but not everyone. And then when I am off work and with the girls, I have a different mode where like my Slack messages don't come through and all the work related stuff doesn't come through, but other calls come through. Right. Um, and that has, I've had to really be intentional about that. Uh, not having my phone with me when I'm sitting down eating, things like that. Yeah, no, I can think. Uh, I don't know about focus mode. Tell us some more about that. Yeah, it 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 is amazing. It helps. I think for me also, I had to look at my calendar to really shift how I work. So for me, I'm in the process of writing a book proposal, and so I have to spend time writing. But I figured out for myself that I work best doing those type of things in the morning, right. and so like I don't have any calls until after 12 o'clock right and then so like I had to shift my pattern of working so that I am most productive in the things I need to be when I'm working on at that certain period of time so like content creation writing all my thinking time works best in the morning and then like when I need to do team calls or client calls I do all that stuff in the afternoon and then there's certain days that are like themed so like I have all my meetings with my team on a was a Monday and a Thursday. I'll have client calls on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And usually Friday I spend doing business development. 
So I call those calendar rules. And once I put those in place, that helped me a lot uh, of feeling less guilty and just being more productive in how I work. That's an amazing strength to be able to put that structure all together and to actually stick with it. Um, when sticking with it is the thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A whole another muscle to build. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm sure that's a, a a really good discipline. So well done on you. Are this is that, that sort of time management thing? Is that your clients? Is that their biggest challenge, or what sort of other challenges do they face that you support them with? It's not necessarily time management. It's they're trying to figure out how they can get more time to do more. A lot of our clients come to us because they're wanting to figure out how they can do more in their business. Not 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 necessarily do more work, but how they can get their business to physically do more, create more money, create bigger mm-hmm. impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and they struggle with the order in which to do things and how to get things done. So that's where we help them prioritize first, second, or third. Like, what should you be focusing on now? And how can you best do it? So some things we say, oh, you can actually automate that, or we can put a process in place that doesn't involve you in doing that. Mm. Um, We may look at, in terms of order, what their biggest priority is this quarter. So what what do you want to do this quarter? Is Is this the quarter that we focus on putting systems in place, or is this the quarter that we need to do a cash injection, a rev- build some repeatable revenue, put those foundations in place. And from there, we can then help them prioritize what they should be focusing on and then put the processes and technology in place to support it. Yeah, and I think um, setting priorities is really difficult, isn't it? Because it, when you, particularly when you're working on your own and perhaps you haven't got uh, a team or even perhaps a, a VA to support yeah. you in that way, um, it's very difficult to sort of come up for air and and place yourself in, in sorting out which actually are the priorities because very often, I'm just obviously speaking from a personal viewpoint and listening to other people, very often they all seem on a par. They're all of a priority. So it's that old, you know, what is urgent, what's important, etc. But you're able to you're able to clarify that for them and get that structure in place. Yeah, definitely. Because you're right. Everything can be when you're working by yourself. Everything seems like a priority. Mm. You, sh- you feel like you should do everything now, or that you have to be the one have to be the one to do it. And I find that everything's not a priority. One, that's how pe- that's how a lot of our clients burn out because they try to do everything at once mm. and things don't seem, you can't repeat them. If you're not doing it well the first time, if you're not putting your energy into it, documenting what you do and taking your time to do it, when you go and try to do it again, you'll get a different result and it won't be better than the first time. And what I really like to help my clients do is create that repeatable revenue, that repeatable success yeah, so that they can do it again every quarter and have some predictions in their business. Yeah, yeah, sounds perfect. It sounds perfect. Well, I found... Um, this August, particularly talking to people, because um, I wondered what on earth was going on. August always used to be, a, a, you know, a big holiday period um, some years ago when we first started. And then um, we were not going to have our meetings during August. And then the hosts and managers that we had at that time said, well, no, because everybody's going on holiday different times. Let's just carry on and do August. But what I found this year was that you, you you mentioned burnout, um, that people were actually getting to the point where they desperately, desperately needed to have a break. Um, they were working to that point of their holiday and they were just sort of yeah. crashing out for that holiday because they were so exhausted with everything. Um, so that was sort of one side of things of people that I've been talking to. And the other side is that, that people were actually just plowing on and August was really mm-hmm. busy and hard because they were just head down getting through it because maybe their clients were on holiday so they were using it yeah. as a period of time to to catch up with stuff have you found that with your clients have that been issues with them yes a hundred second I everything that you've just said I found throughout this year mm. I find that a lot of people are in a place where they've worked so hard and they want to take a break and either they can't take a break. So they're 
plowing through to get to the other side, like you said, mm. playing that catch up or just like trying to keep things churning and working. Or I've also found people are, what I'm finding people doing this year is really going back to their why, trying to figure out why am I doing this? How can I do it better? There's an easier way. I know there's an easier way of, of getting to my goals, but I'm not finding it. And so I'm finding a lot of people taking a step back or even slowing down to figure out how to move forward. And I think that's because they burned out so much. They've yeah. just been go, 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 go. And they're like, I don't want to go like this anymore. There's got to be an easier way right. to make my business work. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you find that, I know you said that your biggest client base is in America, but do you find a difference between here and America on that basis that you just described? No, I think it's the same over here as well. So we have clients in our Streamline and Scale um, toolkit in the UK. And a lot of them, I feel, have joined because they're trying to figure out how to work smarter. They're trying to figure out the processes that they can put in place in their business so that they can see the repeatable success. Mm. I found many people, when I speak to them in that in the toolkit, they've been in business for years, but they haven't reached the success that they wanted. Or they have success, but now they're like, I know I can do this smarter. There's got to be a better way to do it. And so what they're trying to do is find the right systems to put in place to get to the other side with ease. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Just really want to remind you that we are broadcasting here from Love to Beat Radio. That's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T based here in South East London in Penge, which is a very vibrant area, I have to say. Um, and I'm just based down the road in Beckenham, so not so far away. And we've got 1230 the Women's Company, which is one of lunchtime networking for business women. Have a look on the website, which is all the W's, 1230.co.uk, and you'll find under Canada, well, you'll find stuff there about 1230. Um, we're always looking for hosts, so if you actually haven't got a group that meets in your area, do please get in touch, and we can have a chat and see if it's something you'd actually like to do for us where you live. And a reminder that we're here every Monday, 2 till 4, and following on from me at 4 o'clock is the lovely Ozzy Osman, who has his indie rock. So do stay tuned after me for Ozzy. Now, then, we are going to go back to Soraya and have another little chat and catch up with her. So... We've, we've touched on some of the challenges that uh, you yourself have experienced and also your clients. What's the most exciting business that you've ever helped so far? Can you, can you pinpoint that one? I know you touched on the one in America. Um, is there anything else that um, perhaps a UK client maybe? Yeah. So <laughs> interestingly enough, we worked with a local dentist around where I am, where I live. And one of their biggest, one of their biggest challenges was client communication. Mm -hmm. And it was really around how can they, they needed systems in place to have better reminders and just keeping in touch with their clients. So we were able to put in some, they needed a, like a text messaging system and some different processes for following up with clients. Also getting surveys to get their feedback. So we really helped overhaul how they communicate with their clients and get some testimonials so that they can add that to the process of getting more clients because the, it's the social proof is what people need to see even if you're a dentist <laughs> yeah no absolutely because it's all about customer relationships as well isn't it and maintaining that um yeah. i would imagine but it's um now you mentioned that you've got an uh, an ipod or an imac and i'm a windows girl um <laughs> So obviously your team are across the board with all those. Um, and, and it's a bit like I always find Macs and Windows are very much like the north-south divide of, across the river. You either go for one or you go for the other. There's no sort of crossover. Is that changing now with, with uh, the digital world, do you find? 
Yeah, well, I find they work better together. They work better together now because we do have some people on our team that are on Macs and some that are on PC. But I think the reason why they work better together now is because everything's in the cloud. Yeah. So everything that we use is on Google Drive, right? Or it's online somewhere. So it really doesn't matter what kind of PC you, you have as long as you can just access everything. Yeah. Um, in our household, I have everything Apple. My husband has everything PC. Or oh, Android. really? <laughs> so we're, we, we've got a battle going on here as well. <laughs> That's really interesting. Now, the other question for you is I ask uh, – my background's IT training. I'm not technical, uh, uh, but I do always add in that I can change a bit of RAM, and that's as about as far as it goes. Um, but – Backing up, when I talk to people about backing up now, they all say, oh, well, it's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, but have you not got what, supposing, do you understand what the cloud actually is? And they go, yeah, it's a server. And I said, well, supposing that crashes, what happens then? And they just look mm-hmm. at me. Now, am I am I going bonkers? Have I got the things right there? T- tell me how it works for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, things can still disappear because while so google drive yeah and our stuff's on there but things can still happen Mm. for our website we do back it up we have a process where our developer goes in there he backs it up i think once a month um and does security updates and all that fun stuff Mm. but i do have a process where our stuff gets backed up onto a uh a physical drive that i'm i have in my office yeah and it just happens it connects my computer it just happens and we probably do it twice a month, I want to say. It just runs automatically. Yeah. Um, so that we have somewhere that we can access things just in case it happens. Yeah, because stuff happens, doesn't it? And when and when it does, you, you're stuffed if you've lost your material. I mean, I know yeah. yonks ago I got caught by a piece of um, ransomware, which I never imagined in all my days oh, that no. I would ever get caught by anything like that. Um, and what happened was that... Um, my son's then girlfriend had a daughter called, let's say her name's Mia, um, and we'd sent her a birthday card. And I was talking to somebody on the phone, and I saw this little notice came up and said Mia, but it was spelt differently. I'd spelt it M I A, for example, and this message came up with M Y A, and it said has a message for you. And I thought, oh, that's nice. So I'm sort oh, no. of slightly distracted. So I clicked on this thing while I'm talking, and my screen went red. Oh, no. I know. Um, And everything, absolutely everything was encrypted. Everything. My entire They're very clever. Oh. And um, what what then happened was I I looked online um, to see if there was anything sort of you know, that was going to be helpful because I, I I thought I was covered with all my um, antivirus software, et cetera, et cetera, malware and all the rest of it. Um, and they wanted $300. And I read there that um, a police force had actually paid them. They'd hit them and they'd a police department and they paid them $300. And I thought, well, you've got no guarantee that these, these ruthless people are going to give you files back anyway. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, at the time and for many years, my backup was a remote backup by a company called Carbonite which I would really still like to use but they don't like our method of payment over here now Uh, (laughs) so that's a problem Um, but anyway they have a system whereby if you've deleted anything they can get it back after 30 days and I thought well it's worth asking them and I clearly Mm. remember this was on the 17th of November and this ransomware thing had hit they knew all about it because they'd hit um, Canada and America, but they'd hit the UK oh, wow. on that day, and I'd got caught by it. Um, and Carbonite were absolutely brilliant. They accessed my machine three times, spoke to me on the phone. They didn't charge me any extra money, and I got just about everything back again. Um, so, but you know, s- stuff happens, and and that was my entire world from day one of ever using a computer was there in that mm. system backed up yes and if i'd have had um as i sometimes did have a hard drive attached to it an external hard drive attached to it that would have been encrypted as well 
Yeah, because they can get they they're very clever. Oh. The hackers they can get into everything. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know. And you just think, why don't you use your skills and your expertise for good <laughs> instead of aggravating us all? <laughs> Have you ever had the misfortune at, at, at any time to be caught by anything like that? Are you fully up to speed and I don't click it. things? <laughs> yeah, I have it in my business. My mother has. Yeah. And I have to get her out of that. And then I had a client who we had some really bad malware on her site where our developer had to go in and basically rebuild the whole thing. Oh. And I think that that came around because a lot of her uh like plugins of the site weren't updated, so like she didn't have things in place to keep things updated. Right. And they caused so much more work just to clean it up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a like nightmare. a waste we could waste weeks with things like that going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then because it's 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 all time, isn't it? Because one, you've got to get it sorted, two, you've got to try and maintain a client base and everything that you're servicing with them. Um, it's just a nightmare. So People, please, yes, okay, it's in the cloud, but you've got to have an extra backup as well. So just to maintain that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, right, what are your girls doing this evening? Anything exciting after school? Yeah, so actually right now my youngest one, she gets out at 3.30 and she plays football until 4. Mm-hmm. And then the older one plays football from 4 to 5. So I picked them up at five and I haven't seen them since Friday morning because I, I've been away. I went away this weekend. Yeah. So yeah, I'll get to pick them up, see them. We'll come home, have dinner, do some homework and hang out for a little bit. Um, my husband's actually traveling this week. So we're like flying ships. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll be back on Saturday, but yeah, it, it, we'll, you know, get back into our regular routine of school because they just went back to school a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> school, homework, activities, you know, the swing of things. So with their football, are they the lioness enthusiasts? Yeah, I think so. They watched. They didn't win, but we did watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, your heart just goes out to them, doesn't it? Yeah, um, they played so well. Yeah, no, they did. They did. It was uh, really, really good. And we've got Bromley Football Club um, is our nearest uh, one round here. And they have girls football as well. Um, And, in fact, the uh, guy that runs the community side of Bromley Football Club, he went, when you know, with the season starting and everything, he actually broadcasts live from the studio here um, to, uh, or, or remotely, I think, actually. I'm saying in the studio. Um, um, the, the programs on a, you know, the uh, matches on a Saturday. So uh, Matt Hall, he's he's a great guy, but he's on the community side, and the uh, um, they have all ages of children's football, um, and they do have a, a girls section. I don't know, that's not the right part of it, but they do have very, they do focus very well on the girls, which is which is really great because just looking through all the history. As I'm sure you know, it's it was something that was barred, not not just neglected, but barred. They were they weren't allowed to. I can remember when I was at primary school, I was quite keen to get a Chris a, a um to get up a cricket team, and the teacher just looked at me and said, "But you're a girl." So that was oh, the no. end of that one. <laughs> oh no! So the where my girls go to school, they had a separate girls campus and a separate boys campus hmm. and now they've combined them hmm. but last year when well for the last two years when they were at had all girls football wasn't an option for after school activities uh, and my girls you know they play with their dad so they wanted to play so badly yeah um so when it became an option when they moved to this new one they had to get signed up so much so that my older one she gets out a little later than the younger one and football wasn't an option on her schedule. She started to cry. She's like, but I really want to play. I don't understand why. Yeah. And when we um, went to register, it was there. They just changed the timing. So mm. I don't know why sometimes it, well, I mean, nowadays I should say, I know back then it was a different story, but I don't know why some, they still don't have like all sports unisex for boys and girls. No, no, no. It's just, it's just um, and I think the lionesses have really worked hard, not only for for themselves and you know and, and getting profile and winning the matches and everything else, but what they've done 
for females for football is absolutely amazing and they still yeah. don't get paid the same as the guys which is so oh, that's so a wrong whole, yeah that's a whole other conversation it the is equity pay gap <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's sad it's so sad it, well it's it, then it's so wrong it's so wrong do you find um across the countries that um the, the sort of businesses that you're working with that there's uh no parallel in terms of male and female do they does that work um in america do, are the women on a par financially with their positions and um because i know they they've got their own businesses but i'm sure you come into people who you know their staff and everything how does that work it, across from the uk to america do, are they on a par the men and women with each other salary wise it's a very interesting question so in the entrepreneurial space, I find that there's like there's women that are making like the big bucks. They've mm. been in, in this business for a long time. They figured out how to make it work and they're making it. But you can tell that there is a um, I don't want to call it a difference, but you can tell that there's a lag between the men and the women that have been doing it for just as long. Mm. And it's interesting to me because from behind the scenes, because I've worked with a lot of them, a lot of the women have taken that are up there have, at some point in time, taken a pause to have kids or to be with their families. Mm. And it's harder for them because they have that load to lift in addition to the business. And maybe they haven't built out a team yet to be able to um, successfully do both. Whereas men, they get in, they do it. Not to say women aren't determined because we are very determined, yeah. but they have less, it's not responsibility, but I think it's a little bit different for men. They don't have to take that break to have kids. They don't have no. to no. hold that weight of the household and everything else yeah. that women do. Um, but I, I don't think it's equal in the U.S. or oh. over here. Right, right. It's interesting. And I don't think Sorry. it's talked about enough. Yeah. I think it's interesting what you say about um, perhaps the guys having less pressure because I think COVID actually highlighted that so much with people working from home where they hadn't done for before. And, of course, it depends really on what sort of accommodation families had. So if they had one quiet room, it was the guy that got it all the time, from what I can gather, um, because he was the guy and that's the way it the way it worked um and i think with the women there was a, a lot of pressure because of homeschooling um cooking yeah. the meals doing the washing blah de, blah de, blah as well as trying yeah. to to maintain a, a, a business as well and i think a lot of that is now when i mentioned before about the burnout just before august and i think it okay it's it's a while ago but it it's built up i think i think it's just built up but women particularly have been hanging on and hanging on and really doing their thing um uh, until it gets to the point i mean a friend of mine um who she actually doesn't have a family uh, sonia brown who has been on the radio show but she worked and worked and worked and worked and she worked so hard that physically she was ill she didn't have a mental breakdown she had a physical breakdown, and one day when she woke up, she found she couldn't walk. Oh, wow. um, and I can't think what the illness is that she's actually got, but all that was due to pressure of work. And so we really, everybody, men and women, we we need to do to take care um, that we we don't overdo things. And I think the way that you are bringing in all these amazing systems to help people to do that is uh is just awesome so you've got this workshop remind us about that and how people can find about that find out about you more and about this workshop that's coming up please yeah so the workshop is called better business systems and it's really a workshop for overwhelmed solopreneurs who are ready to reclaim their time and increase and boost that revenue mm -hmm. right so what i'm really helping you do is figure out what things you need to have in place so that you can start to reclaim your time, mm -hmm. have, be more productive and drive revenue. And it's on Wednesday at 9 p.m. If you can't attend the time, that's no problem. You can register and you'll still get the recording. But ideally, like we help you on the work. It's free as well. 
we help you identify where you are on that chaos and cash indicator and figure out what systems you need to be working on and focusing on to take your business to the other side. And if you go to theceopartner.com, you'll be able to see a pop-up there where you can register for it. And how long is it for? It's an hour. An hour. And we have time time for questions. So it's usually about the workshop is 45 minutes and then there's questions. But in that workshop as well, during the 45-minute working time, we do answer questions. And because it's, it's interactive, I want people to Brilliant. leave there with something that they can take and implement in their business. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely brilliant because so often with, with things, particularly if they're late at night, it's it's a recording and you don't get a chance to talk to anybody. But the fact that you've said it's all interactive is really encouraging. So I will be there unless I've fallen asleep. But <laughs> I, I will love be there. you to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, it's been an absolute joy to have the opportunity to talk to you. I do, I do hope that we can meet up soon. Um, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed your time. This recording, if you've only caught a little bit of the things that Sanaya and I have been talking about, will be on the uh, podcasts next Friday and on the two websites. So Birds on the Blog as well as 12.30, you'll find them on the podcast. So you can catch up there. You can remind yourself of all the information that um, Sanaya has actually shared with us. So I'm going to let you go now, Sanaya. Thank you so, so much. And I do hope that we can meet up soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. We talked on a lot of points that I think needed to be <laughs> we <did>. brought up. <laughs> we did. That's lovely. And I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays 2 till 4pm UK time Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes For and from business women On all the socials www.1230.co.uk At Love to Beat Radio And we're back in the studio And thank you so much for my super guest today Sonia Williams um, talking to us about her experiences with uh, CEO Navigator on with her company. So do have a look on the website as she gives you the details. The podcast of this show will be available next Friday. That's not this week. It's the following Friday. And you will find all the details on our website, which is all the W's, 1230.co.uk, and you will find it on Birds of the Blog as well. So we are broadcasting now from Penge, South East London, with Love to Beat Radio, L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T Radio, um, owned by the amazing Edwin Christie's and managed by superstar Chris Smith. And we have a whole wealth of presenters 24-7 for you. So when you actually click onto the link that takes you in to listen today, and every Monday, of course, that same link will enable you to listen to the other shows 24-7. We are a locally-based show with global reach. Don't forget, I will see you with some more guests next week, 2 till 4 on the same channel, and we have got in between times the 12.30 in-person meeting at Texas Jacks on Wednesday, 12.30 in Bromley. So do check out on our website, have a look at the calendar and see everything that is there. And thank you so much to Sonia Williams and to you, our listeners, for being there today. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.